Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. When the Son of God was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, stuff, ha stuff happened. The light of the world came into his perfect creation created by him, but now had been darkened by sin. But he is the source of all things. Through the speaking of his word, all things were made. And so he took it upon himself to act. The light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, he went forth. And when light shines in the darkness, the darkness doesn't stand a chance. And that's the thing about darkness. It's not the equal or polar opposite of the light. Sin can't be in the presence of the living God. It will be consumed. That's why no one can see God and live. Sinful men are tainted by sin and are but mere mortals heading toward death. God, however, is eternal. He's holy. All three persons are one God who has no beginning and no end. So the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, has no beginning. There never has been a time when he didn't exist nor cease to exist. And in March, the church celebrates his incarnation, that is, taking on human flesh and blood yet without sin. That's on March 25th, nine months before Christmas. At Christmas, we celebrate his nativity, his birth. Now, since his incarnation, the Son of God forever has human flesh and blood. He is forever fully God and fully man. So for us to try to wrap our minds around that, it's absolutely mind-boggling. That as we have these high and lofty things, that here's God who has all things, who is perfect, that he would lay aside his glory in order to come down from heaven so that he would suffer and die for these very people who sinned against him and rightly and justly deserve nothing but eternal condemnation. And for unbelievers in the unbelieving world, that's a scandal. It's scandalous, something that is mocked. What kind of God would do such a thing? Your God must be a wimp, people say. Why would light go into darkness? Well, we know, because God tells us, the reason is because of you. And he knows the darkness of sin is real, that it's very much in your lives. You walk in darkness. The wages of sin is death, and darkness has no place in the light. And we're tempted in our fallen flesh, along with the devil in the world, to embrace that darkness in various ways and think that light has been overcome, or that light is not shining at all, or that it's growing dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. Speaking of the Gentiles, unbelievers, God said through the pen of St. Paul, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them 
due to their hardness of heart. Especially in this past year, the temptation has been real for us to let darkness fool us and to closing our eyes to the light which has been given to us. But it's the Holy Spirit who calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies through the Word of God. So when living in a world where the darkness is given the loudest voice, we're tempted to listen. When death is placed into, a, into our minds and thoughts, when we see it not as a conquered enemy, but as a force which seems to have the last word, which seems to control our lives, when darkness seems to be smothering us, when things seem to be very dark. The only answer to those things is that we have to have light. We need the light of Christ. So when we forget this and when we're tempted to believe the lies of darkness, God calls us to repent, lest we be the ones who get lost in darkness. And we go groping around this life as the blind leading the blind. To stop hearing God's word and receiving his gifts is to try and cover the light, which alone lightens our paths, shows us what is to come. But when we get caught up in death and sin, and we think God's word and church have no place in our life or they're not essential, then that light which illumines this world and which we have in Christ, we lose all hope. And then we start to doubt, despair, question, rationalize our decisions, and then before we know it, our life is dark, and there is no light, and death does loom, and it's a shadow over us ready to pounce, and there appears to be no hope. But you see, at Christmas, God preaches to you something, the very real truth of who he is and what this means. Jesus is the word made flesh. He's the light of the world. And God is in the business of making foolish the wisdom of men. And he conquers through suffering and death. Because he knew full well what would happen when he took on human flesh. What would happen when he would come into the darkness. But you see, he also knows who he is. And he knows that darkness cannot overcome the light. So Jesus saw sick people. He saw people with deformities. He saw all sorts of suffering. He saw children lose their parents. He saw parents lose their children. He saw death all around him. He saw demons speak forth from people they were possessing and oppressing. He saw them go into pigs and jump off of a cliff, which always is a terrifying thing to people in Iowa, right? Because there's a lot of money that you just lost. He saw the devil face to face in the wilderness as he himself was hungry and weak, and the devil had to hold him up in that state as he tried to tempt him. And so all of this the eternal God saw in human flesh and blood with his own eyes as we have eyes. He saw suffering, sickness, death, the devil, and the fallen world all around him. He saw sin and all its consequences as the word became flesh and dwelt, or literally tabernacled, among us. But that's what God preaches at Christmas. This is precisely what he came to do. He's not the word spiritualized. He's not the word distant. He is the word incarnate. The word made flesh for us men and for our salvation. He is the light of the world, the eternal Son of God, Jesus. He's Emmanuel, God 
with us. That is why he came into the world. Not because he caused sin, but because he is the only one who could redeem his people from it. He is the light who shines forth and gives life by his life, his suffering, his death. He overcame darkness by enduring it and becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross as darkness was over that day. And from that cross, light burst forth as darkness is destroyed. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead, and this light is proclaimed to all the world that what he has accomplished has been done, just as he said he would do. And St. John goes further on in the Gospel reading. He writes, The true light which gives light to everyone is coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So even as Jesus then is the light, he gives you himself. He gives you light, and he enlightens you. So there's a bold claim in all of that, that you've been given by God, which is yours. Something that your will could not bring about. Something that your sinful flesh could not bring about. But something that God has brought about for you. You are a child of God. And only in faith in Christ can one be called a child of God. And that faith has been given to you, and it means you belong to Jesus. And in that wonderful reading from Titus today, God proclaims this to you. He says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So here at Christmas, in the manger, at Bethlehem, lies the word made flesh for you. That hymn of the day we just sang, written by Paul Gerhardt. O Jesus Christ, thy manger is my paradise. So here in great weakness, here in great humility, here in the lowly and filthy state of a stable, Behold your Lord, who came for you, who came to you his own, who has redeemed you. And in this you see how greatly God loves you. As you look at this child, and you see the fullness of God come to save you, and he has. So what a joy to hold this child who is your Redeemer. That light bursts forth and scatters the darkness. Clinging to him, crucified for you, the darkness has no power over you, but you are forever in the light of Christ. His death is your death. His life is your life. His victory is your victory. And John 8, 12, Jesus said, which is my confirmation verse, and Rebecca's as well, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So thanks be to God for such light and life today, this Christmas, this year, and every day the Lord grants to you. The darkness has been defeated. So walk in light. Never grow weary. Fear not the darkness where it has been overcome. Fear not death where it has been destroyed. 
Rejoice in the light which is yours now and in, and in that day, which will never end, where darkness is no more, and where the sun never sets. That is a day that even in your own flesh and blood that you feel right now, it will see God face to face in his own flesh and blood. Because he is your brother who prays for you even now at the right hand of the Father, whom the angels bow down and worship, who rules and reigns his kingdom with his means of grace, giving you his own body and blood this very day for your forgiveness, life, and salvation. This is the light, the glory of the Lord, the word incarnate, yours now and forever. Amen.